Blonde Podcast. I am Christina McGinnis, the founder of KCM Connect, the Bottled Blonde, and a fashion blogger. The Bottled Blonde Podcast is a millennial's guide to leveling up in business, dishing on our latest dating adventures, personal development, hashtag self-care, and sipping on some fun AF cocktails. To break it down, booze, boys, beauty, and business. If you want it, we got it. Hello, babes. It is your host, Christina Catherine McInnes. I am the founder of KCM Connect, the Bottled Blonde Podcast, and the blog, ChristinaMcInnes.com. Guys, the hair is pink. We dyed my hair pink yesterday with Sarah Potmea, who was on the podcast a few episodes ago. And we chatted during the podcast about how we wanted to dye my hair pink. I've never had it pink. Sarah's hair is hot pink, and she's had it like that for years. And it was really funny. So her first time ever dyeing it pink, she dyed it on live with Cosmopolitan. So we figured this was just like be a full circle thing. We had to do it. So we hopped on Instagram live yesterday and it was so much fun. She has so much good insight on like just different techniques, especially with overtone, you know, like spreading it into different sections. And we sectioned it out and then brushed through the color, made sure that it was all even. And I had this weird, weird perception that the dye would actually, I don't know, that it would adhere to my extensions because I have NBR extensions better than my actual hair. And it was the opposite. So clearly, what do I know about hair? We're going to leave it to the experts, which is Sarah. And I love it. I think the pink is so fun. It's so different. And with overtone, you can put it in and it'll wash out in a few washes. So I don't know if I'm going to have pink for a long time or a little bit. I'm thinking I'm going to do it for a few weeks and just see how I like it. Today, I like showed it to friends and family and everyone was on board. They're like, wow, it is so cute. And I never thought that I would have colored hair literally ever in my whole life. But I'm like loving the pink right now. I'm a girl who just loves pink. But I hope all of you babes are doing well. I'm super excited for you guys to hear this episode with JC. She has such good energy and just this like amazing, raw and real personality. And she's exactly how I thought she would be. So I was so happy to spend this time with her. I can't wait for you guys to hear the episode. This episode, our drinking word is going to be photographer. Let's get into it, cuties. As a talented photographer from an early age, J.C. Marie Smith has always had an entrepreneurial spirit and an eye for capturing the beauty around her. Today, she travels all over the world and her creative eye propels her work as a multi-platform social media content creator. Super cool, right guys? J.C. hosts the five-star rated podcast, What We Said, is the co-owner of a two vacation rental cabins, The Getaway Frame, In addition to creating and running her well-known brand on YouTube and Instagram. In May, JC just launched her newest venture, which I'm super excited to talk to her about, a self-help course titled Balanced Boss, where she personally coaches men and women across the world to realize their full potential in both health and business. 
Okay, TBB babe, let's get into it. Hello, TBB babes. Today we have a super special guest. I'm really, really excited. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Oh my gosh. I know. I'm so happy we get a chat virtually. Guys, she is sitting, I think, in her office and she has like this beautiful pink backdrop behind her. I love it. <laughs> my, pink, my pink vibe going strong. I love the pink vibe. Okay. So I have to start out. What's your favorite cocktail or like drink of choice? So I actually do not drink. So I don't have a favorite cocktail necessarily, but my drink of choice is usually an iced chai. I just love chai lattes. And I shockingly, like I always get them from places, but then obviously COVID hit and I've had to make adjustments. So I just got some like stuff that I can make it at home. And yeah, I've been making it a lot recently and it just really puts a pep in my step. Oh my gosh, I love it. I've been making the whipped coffee and I use like espresso powder instead of instant coffee. I am like a whole nother level of lady. Like I'm like ready to go. <laughs> I, ha- I I need to try. I saw people doing whipped matcha too on TikTok. And I was like, that Ooh. sounds interesting. So I want to try that out too. Oh, that would be good. I'll have to do that. Okay. So I want to like, for everyone who doesn't know you, I've been following you forever and I love your stuff. I think you're so creative and I think you and your man, your guys' teamwork makes the dream work. So I just want to bring people back in case they haven't been following you like I have. Like, how did you start? Yeah, I'll give you the brief rundown. So I started as a photographer. I have been obsessed with photography since middle school. I actually just stalked my Facebook last night. And the photos were tragic, but also like every every caption, it's like from 2010, 2011. And it's like, I'm so obsessed with photography. Da, 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 da. Like, I genuinely just love taking photos and I have for so long. So I started out as a photographer. I shot senior photos, fashion photos, weddings, engagements. And then when I met Leif, my husband, we started teaming up and shooting together. And I found out that he was actually very good at like shooting photos and videos. And so we just teamed up and started working together. We started shooting weddings together and that gave us the opportunity to travel a bunch. And then when we were traveling, we would like also take photos of us. And that kind of launched us into like the lifestyle influencer space. Because up until that point, I was only shooting other people, not really myself. But then once I started shooting my own life, I saw that people like really were invested in following along. And I was like, that's interesting. So I just kept, you know, like documenting my life as normal and sharing it. And that's what kind of launched me into the whole influencer world. I love that. And then you also have a podcast too, that I want to like jump into. Like, how did you start the podcast? So I host the podcast with my best friend, Chelsea, and we've been best friends since high school. People in high school would always be like, you guys need your own TV show. Like you're just like our banter and our jokes and our sarcasm, you know, like we just have a good dynamic. So I was interested. It was about two, I think we've had our podcast for like two years now. So about two years ago, I don't know what even made me want to start one because truthfully it was not even that big of a thing at that point, but I just thought it would be a fun new like medium. Like I think maybe I was getting a little burned out of just like posting all the time on Instagram and I just love talking and having conversations. And so I thought it'd be fun to start a podcast. And then I was kind of thinking it would be fun if I had a co-host. It's sometimes hard if you're alone. Again, it was so new at this point. I didn't even really think like, oh, I could just have guests all the time. I didn't really know how the podcast space worked at all. So Anyway, I was like, 
who better than to have a podcast with besides Chelsea? Because we are just like, we have so much fun together. We love a lot of the same things, but we're also very different. So we balance each other out. And at this time we lived in different States, so it didn't really make a whole lot of sense, but something in us just, it felt right. And like, I just texted her. I said, do you want to start a podcast with me? And she was so down and we started and we have not missed a Tuesday in two years. Oh, I love that. That is so amazing. And you guys are produced by Dear Media, correct? Yes. Yeah. So can you give everyone a little bit of insight? Because I feel like in the podcasting world, people may not know what that means. Like they're like, huh, produced by like, do they take the audio? They're like, what's happening here? Can you give them a rundown of kind of like your partnership with Dear Media and how that works? So first off, I want to say that we actually reached out to Dear Media. They didn't reach out to us. Our podcast was not huge or anything. And we reached out to them because I had remembered hearing at this point, so I'm signed with DBA as well for like talent management. But at this point I was not signed with DBA and, but I had had like a little consultation with someone there. Anyway, I remember she had said, yeah, we're also like starting a podcast network kind of within the DBA umbrella and didn't think anything of it because I didn't have a podcast or anything. And then six months later when we started our podcast, I remembered that. And I want to say it was probably six months after we started the podcast that we reached out to Dear Media and we we're like, hey, we we don't know what we're really doing, but we love <laughs> yeah. podcasting and we'd love to work together, have a meeting or something. And we had one meeting with them and they signed us. And then they basically help us get our ads. So like our sponsors, and they have, you know, connections to brands that we don't really have. And they also produce an edit, which is game changing. We were doing that all on our own at the beginning. And that was so time consuming. So that's a huge, huge part of it. That's amazing. And then they help with we had our first live show in February, they like put that all together. We had run throughs. They made sure the audio was all good. They secured the venue. Like they do a lot for us. So that's amazing. we absolutely love them. Oh, that's so awesome. So when you're, when it's not COVID time, do you normally record at your house? Do you normally record via Zoom? Do you record it to your media? A little bit of it all. So we had not recorded virtually or on Zoom until this all happened. We, it's so funny because we were like, we will never record virtually. Like yeah. <laughs> we love just the, you know, the dynamic when you're like in studio with someone. When it's just Chelsea and I, we record at my house. We have all the podcast stuff and we feel like we can just be almost the most ourselves because we're just in pajamas. Like sometimes we record at 10 PM. It's just very casual and fun. So when it's just Chelsea and I, we record at my house. But then a lot of times when we had guests, we would record at the Dear Media studio. They have an amazing studio in West Hollywood. So that was great. And then now we're starting to do some Zoom stuff because that's that's where we're at. I know. And it's so funny for me. I said that too. When I started, I was like, I love meeting people in person. Like you get such a different energy, but then Still, I noticed you still get that energy over Zoom. Like being able to see someone and like their movements and like the way they talk or laugh, like that helps so much. It definitely does. It's it's not as bad. I won't I won't say bad, but it's not as hard as I thought it would be. It's still you you're right. You still get that dynamic. Yeah, 100%. Going back a little bit to YouTube. So for YouTube, there are so many people who want to start in the space and I think that there's still so much growth and room for people who want to jump in there. What would be your best tips for someone who's like, okay, I'm a beginner. I have no idea what I'm doing, but I also, I want to start something and I want to start something that I love and I'm proud of. Yeah. I think YouTube, 
<laughs> YouTube is a beast. <laughs> like, I'm still figuring it out, to be honest. But yeah. I think a few tips that I have. Number one, the power of thumbnails. Thumbnails are really important. Like your thumbnail and your title is literally the only thing people get before they click on your video. It's kind of the make or break thing. Like, are they going to click it or are they going to scroll right past it? So yeah. that's something that I majorly underestimated. I would never even take a thumbnail photo. And then I'd be like about to post a video and I'm like, oh, I don't even have a thumbnail. Okay, I'll just try and make this work. And then it's like not that amazing. And I'm like, okay, that... So now I've tried to prioritize that more. And I think that's something. And then the other thing is consistency. I honestly think you just have to be extremely consistent on YouTube. I try and post one one video a week. It depends how much free time you have. And, you know, like, because I do have my podcast and now my new course that I'm doing, I don't have the time to do like three videos a week. So I try and do one video a week, but I feel like consistency is everything. I've had friends who have started YouTube and then they just kind of fall off the tracks. And it's like, I think people on there, they like to watch vlogs that are consistent. They like to keep up with your life. And if you're kind of like leaving them hanging for like five months and then you come back, it's like, you know what I mean? There's not that connection anymore. So I think consistency is one of the main, main things. Yeah, I think so too. For being in the creative space, do you have someone that you like look to, whether it's like a mentor or someone that you find who's just like your biggest inspiration that you feel like you're turning to all the time? I have so many amazing friends in the influencer space. Like truthfully, I've met some of my best friends through Instagram. And so it's so hard to pick just one person. I feel like I go to so many different people with different things, but someone I actually don't even know her. Like I've never even met her personally, but I love the skinny confidential because I feel like she, something that she has taught me without actually teaching me like one-on-one is just to kind of do my own thing and like not care so much about what people think. And like, I just love that she beats to the, what is it? Beats to the tune of her. Yeah. 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 No, hundred percent. She just does her own thing. And I really, really respect and admire that. So She also is someone I look to in the podcast space because like I said, I didn't like two years ago when I started, I knew nothing about podcasting and it was so new that there was no one that I was like, oh, this is the person I'm trying to, you know, emulate or like they can help me. It's like, I didn't really know anything, but after listening to her podcast a lot, like I feel like she has taught me a lot about what it means to be a good podcaster and like just an influencer who brings people actual value. Yeah, no, I think so too. And I think that her brand and everything is like so specific and so interesting, but it's funny if you tried to recreate that, you would, it wouldn't happen. So I think that like for everyone who is like trying to emulate, I think like creative inspiration is so great. But at the same time, like even in podcasting, if you listen to the same podcast all the time, you'll start to talk like them. Like I've noticed myself saying that, like, I was listening to this podcast and I brought up a word and I was like, whoa, like that they use all the time. So it's like, I feel like it's a fine line. It's true. You don't want to like, you're right. It's inspiration is, is one thing, but then to almost if you consume too much content, you start getting confused, number one. And then you're like, wait, what even is my thing or my brand? Like, I feel like now I'm just being these other people, you know? Yeah. I th- no, I totally think so. Like one thing that like I've done and I had a mentor in the podcasting space. She has like an Apple top rated podcast. And she told me, she was like, find all your favorite podcasts and write down your reasons why you love them. And that's what I did. I was like, okay, I love how peppy this person is or how welcoming this person is. And she was like, draw those values in rather than like 
you know, this, that, or the other thing or a question that they ask or something. Cause you're not, you won't be that. Totally. I really like that advice. That's great. Being in the podcasting space, what have you learned? Like being in it for two years now, like, has there been like different things that you're like, whoa, I would not do that again. Cause I definitely have a few. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So much. Like, first of all, I just learned so much from all of our guests. Like I feel like I've grown so, so much. I think the number one thing that has improved for me over the past two years that I've learned the most about is honestly public speaking and and speaking. I look back at our first episodes and I'm like, uh, who is she? Like, it's a different person speaking. I'm so quiet and like, hi guys. And now I'm just like, wow, my crazy yeah. self. And I think it's taught me a lot about like self-confidence and Also, like I said, just doing my own thing. Like I feel like podcast reviews can, I mean, literally 99% of them are amazing, but then you always get those people who are like, this girl's an idiot. And you're like, you have to deal with things that you, I don't know. It it was kind of a new breed or like a, a new thing. And I've had to deal with that a little bit. So I feel like I've just, over this time, I've gotten so much more confident. I've gotten so much better at speaking and expressing myself And yeah, I'm trying to think of other little things. I mean, I learned how long editing takes. Like I Mm -hmm. was shocked at how long it takes to edit a podcast episode. That was also due to the fact that I said like every other word. And so did my, (laughs) my friend Chelsea. So we were like, we literally need to edit that out because we sound dumb, but we've gotten much better at that as well. I like to think so. So yeah, I'm trying to think of other things, but I've learned so much from podcasting. It's funny that you say that with the reviews. We got a review that was like, Christina uses like a total of five words, like beef up the vocabulary. And so in our next episode, I was like, guys, I learned a sixth word this week. Like we are growing. Like I am so proud of everybody. Like tell me your favorite, like your new word you learned this week. And we actually had a lot of people who were like, wow, that shit's actually kind of funny. Like, yeah, that no, it is funny. And I like that you can play into it because when you can just joke about it and not let it affect yeah. you, that's it's key. For sure. It really is. Okay. So I have to ask this. So I'm moving to California in September. Do you have any tips for like moving to California? This is literally like such a selfish question, but it could, you know, could go for all the other people who are probably moving right now too. Yeah. Well, congratulations. First of all, California is just the best place. And like, it's cliche, but I, I just absolutely love it here. It's always been my dream to live here, but it's funny because not specifically in LA. Like I never thought I would live in LA. Some tips I have. Number one, okay, you're aware that everything here obviously is more expensive, but I kind of get sick of people talking about like, oh, California is so expensive. I can never live in LA because number one, I'm assuming you're moving here so that you can further your career and like, you know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Which means you're probably going to be making more money and it kind of all evens out. So I like to try and not focus on how expensive it is. I like to just think of it as I'm living in my dream place. Like if that means that I have to pay a little bit more for my meals and for where I live, so be it. I'm chasing my dreams and I can in turn like further my career and make more money. So I think like get get it out of your head. Like, oh, it's going to be so expensive. I don't know if that's even in your head, but that's one thing. Yeah. Number two, I feel like obvious, this is an obvious one, but where you live is all about who you're around and who you surround yourself with. So if you find amazing people, you're going to have an awesome experience. That's something I was so not judgmental, but I would just say, oh, I would never live in LA. That's not my vibe. I Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then once I moved here, 
I, I see the, the certain things that people talk about, like, oh, materialistic or whatever. There are certain, you know, I, I get that. But I have such amazing friends here that it's my favorite place I've ever lived. Like, I don't even ever think about the whole materialistic thing or anything just because I'm just living, just having the time of my life. And too, I feel like that's everywhere. What's really funny, rent is more expensive in Portland, Oregon than it is in, that I found in LA. Like really? I was like, wait, what? And it could be, I was just on the phone call with someone who said, because of all the COVID things, people have lost a ton of their jobs, aka moved out of their apartments. So rent has dropped. So I was like, wow, perfect time for me. Like obviously <laughs> terrible with COVID. So it's not like a blessing in disguise here. But like, I was like, dang. So like, I mean, some of the places here would be, like even more than that. Like I have a friend here who's paying like three grand for rent and she lives by herself. Wow. Yeah. So I I was like shocked. No, you make a good point because I even, I'm from Arizona originally. And I remember hearing someone that I know like, oh, we pay this much for rent. And I was kind of like, that's kind of a lot. Like for Arizona, you know? So That's so wild. No, and I love what you said about like who you surround yourself with. I feel like, you know, I think it's the skinny confidential has talked about this too, about like the five people you surround yourself with. That's what makes your life. And it doesn't necessarily matter if you're in California, Arizona, Portland, like if those people are in your life, that's, what's going to make it what it is. And I don't know, California, just like anytime I've gone down there, I feel more like myself. And I don't know if you feel like that, but it like the sunshine and like the people and just like all the creativity, like, I don't know, brings you alive a little bit. It does. I feel like it's the perfect place to live like at this stage in my life. I'm like, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. I love the energy that's here and like, you know, the hustle. But then I live a little bit outside. I I live in LA, but like where I live is kind of a little bit more homey. So I feel like I get that, you know, sense of coziness as well, which is awesome. But yeah, I just love it here. And you're going to have so much fun. You're going to love it. I'm so excited too. I want to talk about a little bit of the influencer space and like dive into some questions that maybe people don't always ask. Like, I would love to know, like, kind of the rough stuff that people necessarily don't talk about. Like, what you do when you get hate, like when you're talking about those podcast comments, or also like, what's the most time consuming because you are managed by you said so all of your influencer stuff is that for YouTube as well? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like, what what do you do when you're going through your direct messages and you see a rude message? Like what is your instant? Have you like built, built up kind of like a wall? Like what's kind of your, what's your tactic to deal with that? It depends on the day because you know, it's, it's just like when you're having a bad day and you read something like that, it gets to you way more than when you're just like having a great day. You're like, yeah, whatever. It just kind of slides off your back. So it kind of depends what place I'm in, honestly, mentally, but I try, I pretty much never like fire back a response. Like I always, I either delete them like immediately and block them or sometimes I will like try and let them know where I'm coming from, like in kind of a nice way. Oh, I wish I could remember that one message. It's kind of good that I can't, but I remember it was a super rude message and I was like, this is actually so unkind. And like the fact that you took the time to say this to me when you don't know me, blah, blah, blah. And then like the response was still so rude. And I was so, I'm like, why did I even give them my time? Like, why did I give them any energy? So honestly, I, I think it's better to just not give it any energy at all. That's kind of my tactic. I feel like just the sooner I delete the comment, the sooner I forget about it. Like I was just trying to remember what she even said and I couldn't remember, which is good. Like I, when you just delete it, it's out of sight, out of mind. I have like the best community. Like everyone is so nice. So 
that it's not that it's happening nonstop, but I think I got to a place recently where I realized that I'm just going to get some hate with when you have a lot of followers on anything, you have a platform like there just are going to be people who don't like you. And that was like a hard pill for me to swallow for some reason, because I've always felt like, you know, I try to do the right thing. I'm like an empathetic person. I try and think of things from like all angles. And so I'm always like, I used to have the mindset, like, why wouldn't someone like me? Like, what would they have to say? That's so mean. But then when it started happening, I'm just like, people just don't, some people just don't vibe with you and it's fine. What are you going to do? Like sit up and think about it all night. It's just like, it, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. And too, if you changed yourself, you would lose all the people that love you. Like who are like, oh my gosh, I love what she does. And so those few, those few me ones, I feel like are few and far between like the ones that are like amazing and supportive. What do you feel like on Instagram was a moment that you felt the most supported, the most community? Like, was there kind of a moment that hit you for just like everything that you've got going on? Gosh, a few things come to mind. When we had our first live show for our podcast in February, it sold out really, really quickly. And just like meeting everyone, we had a little meet and greet afterwards. And that was like, there's something so different about seeing your people in person versus just like, it's just a number on a screen, you know, and like you, you know, you get DMs and stuff, but seeing all these people coming to our live show and like hugging us and saying like, you have helped me so much with this. That was really eye opening to me. I was shocked at, so sometimes it just feels like you're like, am I even making a difference? Like, does anyone, you know what I mean? But yeah. then to see them in person, I felt so supported and like, it was just the best night. So I, that, that's probably my number one thing. That's amazing. Okay. For someone too, I love to do like tangible tips for people to like do things. So like, let's, let's take the process of like posting an Instagram photo. So do you start out, obviously, if there's like brand deals and such, or if this is just a creative project, what is your starting point? So I love getting inspiration from like Pinterest or even sometimes on Instagram, I'll save things. That being said, I'm not going to like straight up copy, but sometimes like even just like a color palette, I'm like, oh, I like those colors together. So then I'll put an outfit together, you know, or something like that. But I think that's my number one step is to get inspiration. It's hard for me, I think, because I've just done a trillion photo shoots at this point, for me to just be like, like not really have anything in mind and then create something amazing is kind of harder for me. I like to have some sort of a vibe in my mind and then be like, okay, that's kind of what I'm going for. So that's the first step. Then I usually style some, you know, an outfit or the situation that I'm shooting. Like today I posted a photo of a bunch of clothes on my clothing rack, just like pastel colors. And that actually, I have to say that actually was not really, I didn't have much inspo. I just saw my clothes hanging there and I was like, wait, that's so cute. If I add some, a few more little pastel things, that would be a really cute shot. So it's so different for each one. But when I'm going out to shoot, I definitely have like outfits planned, inspiration ready. And then I go and we just shoot a ton of photos and then I go through and favorite the ones that I like the most. I've been I have literally only shot on my DSLR camera one time this year, which is wow. insane. I used to shoot every single photo with it, but I've just been shooting iPhone and film lately just because that's kind of been like what I've been feeling like lately. So yeah, I go through and favorite them or I get the film developed and then just go through the photos, see which one I like. I plan my feed with the app preview. 
And I'll just go in and like see how it all looks the best and then post it. It is more time consuming than than people would think. Like definitely when you're trying to create a cohesive feed that like looks, you know, fun from every angle, it's like, it's not an easy task always. So yeah. So when you're editing too, like editing photos, cause you are like a photographer at heart, what is your process for that? I know you have presets too. So are you using those presets? Are you constantly creating new ones just so people can get like an inside look? Yeah. I always use my own presets. I have created a new pack that's kind of filmy. Like it goes, I haven't released it yet, but I'm going to release it soon. It meshes very well with film photos. So like on my feed, if I'm shooting film and iPhone, you kind of, sometimes people are like, Oh wait, is this film? And I'm like, no, it's iPhone. Like it kind of all just meshes well. I'm always kind of creating new presets and like just seeing what vibe I like just on Lightroom. But yeah, I use my own presets. And then with film, sometimes I'll tweak it a little bit on Lightroom if like I want certain colors to be popping more or something like that. But I don't edit film a ton just because it already has that like filmy vintage vibe. So yeah. And and then my friend Tessa has her app, Tezza. And I think that is such an amazing option for people who don't want to use presets. I've I like I've edited a bunch of photos on it too. And I love that you can do like subtitles and like vintage video vibes and stuff. So I think her app is an amazing option. Oh, that's so awesome. One thing I want to make sure to touch on. Okay, so you are launching a new course. So I want to hear about like who's it for? Like, what exactly is it about so that people can be like, okay, where do I sign up? Like, would this be for me? Yeah. So Chelsea and I, we have the podcast together and now we're launching this course called Balanced Boss. So we actually just did a four week live course in May. So it was this whole month. Our last like session of it is just in, well, literally tomorrow. I never know what day it is in quarantine, (laughs) but Yeah. So basically the idea came from Chelsea is a certified health coach and she takes one-on-one clients. And she was saying one area that I wish I could help people more in is the area of their career. Like, cause that does have to do with your health and stuff. And she was saying, we should team up and do something together where you help people with, you know, the career side of things, because I have always loved business. Like in addition to all of the other things I do, I also have like invested in real estate and I just love all things business. So and entrepreneurship. So we decided to join forces and create this course called Balanced Boss. And we did it in May. It's a four week live webinar basically. So every Monday and Friday we have like live sessions and people are on and they can ask questions and stuff. And it's all about health and business. It's about how to like balance your life in those areas, how to really go after what you want, how to find out what you even do want, because that's like a huge, you know, pain point for a lot of people, how to like love and accept yourself and your body and just like all of it kind of meshes together in this beautiful way. And our May course was so amazing and life-changing. We're like, we have to do that again in June. That was so good. So we launched another one in June. It actually is already sold out, but we are we have more courses coming. So our Instagram for it is at Balanced Boss Course. So if anyone listening is interested, you can go follow that for like free business and health tips. And then you'll be the first to know of any upcoming courses that we launch. Whoa, I'm so excited. That's going to be amazing. Okay, tapping into real estate because you mentioned that. I want to hear a little bit about that. Like, what was your process? I actually just got some apartments so that I just kind of got in that realm as well and was able to get mentorship by my dad. But I want to hear about like your process and how that happened. I know you guys have an Instagram for one as well. 
Yes, I know. Just like a trillion Instagrams at this point. I'm like, yeah, I can't. Hey. I'm like logged into a million Instagrams. So my family, so my mom and my uncle started, they decided to go in and like renovate this cabin in Arizona. And then they were like, we should start doing that more often in Arizona, A-frame cabins. And Leif and I were not involved in it at all. We were like, that's so awesome. Like, yeah, we can help you guys with social media stuff or whatever. And then we basically decided to actually invest in them and like become a part of it as well. So we run the social media for it and we help with like marketing and that kind of stuff and like getting influencers in the cabins and stuff like that. But basically, yeah, we invested in two A-frame cabins in Northern Arizona. One of them is fully renovated. It's so beautiful. The other one is not renovated yet, but I'm super excited for that to get renovated because it's going to be so cute. And yeah, we just kind of... I honestly don't handle a ton of the behind the scenes stuff with the whole real estate thing. Leif is more involved in like all the numbers and you know the fancy yeah. stuff. I'm like, just give me the camera. I'll shoot the Instagram yeah. photos. Like, but it's been it's been cool to get into that and realize. Like, I was telling Leif, I'm like, it's so weird because just up until this point, I just see myself like I'm like I'm a, just a YouTuber and a podcaster forever. But it's it's cool to get into these new spaces and realize like, oh, this is really smart to do with our money to like put it in different places and be able to invest in things and like, we'll get a return someday. Like, it's just a cool, a cool thing. So I really like being involved in it. And I, I look forward to learning more about real estate, but I haven't like dove too much into all the back end stuff. Yeah, I know. And it's so interesting too, like to hear, like we, I went in with my dad on a property and he's like, it'll be paid off in 20 years. And for you to hear that, you're kind of like, wait, excuse me, what? Yeah. But but like planning in the future, like, okay, this is so smart. This could bring in this much income. Or, you know, it's just such a different world too, especially coming into like kind of the influencer and podcast realm and then jumping into real estate. But it's also a creative outlet, like the decorating, the Instagram, like design is still very creative. So I totally understand why you like it. Yes. And my mom is amazing. She is actually the one who's done all the design in the cabins. And yeah, they're so, they're so cute. I love being able to like work on it with my family too. And like you said, it is, it's like so different than podcasting and it's what I almost like that. It's not instant gratification. Like, you know, it's like for us, we just like do a deal, get money, whatever. And then with this, it's like, you have to be patient, but it's cool to know that like, okay, this is going to pay off one day. Yeah, it's amazing. Okay, well, I want to hear where everyone can follow you. Like, so that if they have any questions, if they want to hear the course, I know you already mentioned that, but let's drop all of the handles so all the babes can go and hang out with you. Okay, let's drop them all. So (laughs) the main one, the main one is at JC Marie Smith. It's J-A-C-I Marie Smith. That's where you can find me on Instagram, on TikTok. If you look my name up on YouTube, you can definitely find it. My or my YouTube channel is just JC Marie. But you can kind of find everything if you go to that Instagram account. But hey, while we're here, why not give them a shout out? Let's, so, yeah, let's do it. So the podcast <laughs> is at What We Said Podcast. We talk health, business, relationships. We read embarrassing stories, funny stuff, girl talk. It's the best thing ever. I'm obsessed with podcasting. And then our properties in Arizona, our cabins are at Getaway Frame. And then is there anything else? I think that's, I think that's it. Oh, and then our at balanced boss course is the username for the course. Okay. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us. TBB babes, make sure to give her a follow. I will link it in the show notes. If you have not already, please rate and review the podcast. We love you forever. See you next Thursday, cuties. Goodbye. Goodbye.